This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Business Radio. Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham. And in the first half of the show, we were talking about how emotions are a critical piece of the job search and how they can either have a positive or negative effect in the hiring process, depending on your ability to recognize and control them. So right before break, we started talking a little bit about confidence And as a next step, we're going to talk about how to engage that confidence to proactively share your accomplishments with others so that they can see your value. And to help us do that, we welcome Meredith Feynman, an entrepreneur, writer, and host of the podcast, It Never Gets Old, a freelance writer of 15 years and book collaborator with bylines from Harvard Business Review, Forbes, and Fast Company. Meredith is the author of a new book, Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. And we're excited to have her here today to help us learn how to ensure that our accomplishments don't go unnoticed. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's really great to be here or wherever you are listening to this. Yeah, and congratulations on your new book. It's, it's something that I think will make a difference in many professional careers since visibility has become so crucial now that so many people are working virtually. So let's just start off with the word brag. I know to many people that this can have a slightly negative connotation. So what type of bragging are you speaking about in your book? Absolutely. So um, I use the word brag because we don't have any alternatives. So it is Um, that's the reason why I use the word and it just goes to show our limited vocabulary to talk positively about professional accomplishment, our inverse relationship between volume and merit. We can all name someone in our industries, in our cohorts, in our class, you know, in our same classroom who knows less than we do, but gets more attention and praise probably because they're louder. So I define bragging as stating true facts about your work strategically and cohesively to advance your career. So you've, you've found this topic to be so important to your career that you've written an entire book about it. So tell us what inspired you to do that, that, that this topic was, was that critical to careers. Absolutely. And it's the basis of my company, FinePoint. It's what I speak and train to thousands now online about and represent individuals with their voice and presence and, you know, to be in public and to brag better for whatever their goals are, whether that's, you know, a raise or a corporate board seat. So I come at this from the position of a writer. I cared that there's no vocabulary to talk positively about professional accomplishment. Uh, Again, I said brag's the only word we have, and that's why I use it. And instead of trying to sort of create my own word, which I thought was harder, I decided to reclaim this one. But I started FinePoint, my consultancy, about nine years ago. I have varying communications backgrounds. We were discussing before that I actually am a pen grad as well, 
Um, so there's that connection there, but I had done marketing, I'd done advertising, I've been freelance writing since I was 18. Um, and I started Fine Point sort of more in terms of digital strategy, uh, but it morphed into public relations and I did campaigns in technology, consumer lifestyle business. I learned through all of that, not only that promoting a person and individual and storytelling is how we grasp onto things, but also that nobody knew how to talk about themselves. And I kind of became the go-to for individual representation, representation of people, because it's a completely different thing. Um, and the problem is if you hire a PR, you know, traditional PR person, they have the media know-how and background, but they don't necessarily have the personal branding or voice or writing or, you know, greater understanding of what it means to be visible. And if you hire a coach, they have some of that, but they don't have any of the media background. So I sort of blended those two things. And as I was representing people, uh, particularly women, but not only women, nobody, I realized that nobody knew how to talk about themselves. And it was, I was watching the trajectory of this not changing from the college age interns that I would hire that didn't know how to tout their work to household name, CEOs, founders, leaders that I was representing or coaching that had the exact same lack of confidence in bragging about their work. So I define my audience as the qualified quiet, people that have done the work but don't know how to talk about it, which to some degree is all of us. And I saw this happening and I got, I realized that the applications for public relations, pitching, packaging, understanding how to tell a compelling story and get attention was tremendously valuable for an individual and when used at, you know, turned on oneself as, as a skill set, And so that's sort of where Brag Better was born. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham. And if you want to stay up to date on the latest career and job search news, tips, and advice, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dr. Dawn Graham. Today, we're very fortunate to be speaking with Meredith Feynman, author of the book, Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. And Meredith, to your point, I think this is one of the things that I'm obviously a career director in a university, and, and I want this, when I say this, I mean the opportunity to introduce yourself with your value versus just some titles or um, some keywords to become a central part of every, every university training. Because I think whether you're going for a job or you're looking to build a network or you're looking to sell a product, it's so critical that people know you and you have credibility to your background. And if you're uncomfortable with that or you're not sure how to do that, then no matter how good you are at your trade or service or you know, interviewing, it's, it's going to be a struggle to get the things you want in life. So, so um, why aren't we taught this? What, where should this be taught? <laughs> yeah, so a couple things. One, you're so not alone in this feeling of discomfort, anxiety, fear. It's all the same stuff. I've heard it from thousands of people at this point uh, that it's what I do for a living. It's why this book exists. There is this misconception that talking about your work is not actual work, that it's fluff, that it's a waste of time, maybe because it is, you know, quote unquote, soft skills versus hard skills, something more like data or science or research. Um, and, and so it's just not given as much attention, which is a mistake. Um, and that's, you know, part of a different longer conversation, but you should not know how to do these things. 
things. Um, that's also a misconception. People are like, oh, I'm just bad at it. I'm like, yeah, well, that's why PR people exist. That's why my book exists. That's why all of these things exist because it's very hard to talk about yourself. It's very hard to brag about yourself. It is, but it is absolutely necessary because nobody knows what you've done until you tell them. Um, and they can't reward you for it until you ask them or tell them. Uh, we are all in our own heads thinking everyone knows everything that we're doing. People don't really think that way. We tend to think mostly about ourselves and our own work. Um, and particularly right now, I mean, publishing in COVID has been a unique difficulty, but also some silver linings in that I hope that this book helps people in a really scary and rough sort of just job market and professional time. But you also can't just like drop by, you know, your boss's office and say like, hey, I thought I did really well on that presentation. Like, can I get some feedback or pull a coworker aside and say like, hey, can you, can we just like, you know, put our heads together to make us both look, both look good in this meeting? Um, you can't do any of that. And you, you have to communicate your work very, very explicitly because you're not around people and they won't know otherwise. They just won't. I think that's so critical right now because we have lost that natural visibility that we had, it, especially for those people who are working from home and are not necessarily filling in the gap. So I'm wondering if there are specific strategies that you have, Meredith, for people who are, are no longer in the office but yet trying to make sure their boss or their leadership recognizes what they're doing and maybe they feel a little uncomfortable sending an email saying, hey, you know, I'm doing these things. What, what would work in this COVID environment? Yeah, so I think that something that's important here is, so the, the pillars of bragging better are to be proud, loud, and strategic. Proud is, you know, proud of the work you've done. It's never about reinventing the wheel or changing things you've done. Like some of the best brags I've heard are actually from very junior workers. Um, and then loud is means repetition and consistency of what you're saying, because that's what breaks through. And then strategic is like, where are you channeling this? Otherwise there's more noise. There's already too much noise in the world. Um, you know, is this going to the people who are in charge of giving you a raise or hiring you? Um, but that fourth pillar right now is to just be explicit. Um, because we are behind screens, you lose a lot of tools. I wrote an extra free chapter in quarantine on the Brag Better website, brag-better.com, um, because I have a section in my book on handshakes. And I don't know when we're all getting together and doing that again. Mm -hmm. um, so there are concrete steps you can take. But with those in charge, I think you can simply call it out. I didn't include this in the book, I think, because it wasn't fully baked. But, you know, a lot of people talk about the love languages, basically, that you communicate love in the way that you want to be loved, and people have different languages. I think people have bragging languages, which is to say that if your boss really likes reports, you know, getting on the phone and talking to them about your wins isn't going to register as much as writing up a report. Um, so you have to brag to those in charge of your career or the next steps of your career or those that work with you, too, um, in a way that they can digest. And that can simply be an email where you say, hey, I want to make sure I'm communicating my wins to you because that's also truly part of your job. Um, you know, what's the best way for me to do that? What's a way to make that easy for you? Um, you know, how can we go about doing that? I want to make sure that even though we aren't together, I'm letting you know what I'm up to um, and what I'm proud of. I don't think that any boss would have any issue with something like that. Um, yeah. 
I love that. Um, I think what it does is it helps you kind of keep your personal dashboard. And I think it's, it's a message we talk about a lot on this show, Meredith, which is you have to know your audience and you have to know what they're going to be most receptive to. So what worked for your last boss may be different for this boss. And I think it's completely fine to ask. So I I love that that aspect of it. Plus, if you create a dashboard or you send an email and you look at it, like you said, like a report, I mean, it's it's not all about standing up in a meeting and saying, hey, look at me, look at me, <laughs> which I think a lot of people are still uncomfortable with. And I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier, um, that there's a difference between uh, males and females and how they approach this. And I, I, I know some people feel like, hey, it's okay for males to do this, but when females assert themselves, you know, especially in a political environment with a lot of male leadership, that it doesn't go over very well. So, so what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, this is something that I get. I mean, I don't only work with women. A lot of my work is around women and bragging. As I said, brag better is irrespective of gender. It's for the qualified quiet, irrespective of gender, and irrespective of level of seniority. This is different for women and more difficult for women. I mean, basically difficult for anyone who is not the default of what we listen to, which is a white man. So any form of other has to deal with lots of different layers when it comes to raising your voice or just being heard, period. Um, and, and, you know, bragging better is intertwined with privilege and it is a team sport that other people can help you do. Um, you know, when I get asked about the studies and the back, obviously I'm arguing this is a net positive. The book is divided into three acts. The first act is why this issue matters. The second act is what to do about it. And the third is what it means in a larger global context, um, whether that's doing so for others, doing in service of others, why it's part of your job to elevate other voices. Um, but people are always gonna have their judgments and say things. One thing that really bothers me about a lot of the studies that do come out saying, you know, when women exhibit X, Y, and Z, I sort of feel like it's very much you're going to get called whatever, whether you say it or not. So you may as well say it in case they're, you know, not in case, because there is a net positive associated with it. The thing about those studies I find is that sometimes they provide good insight, but more than anything, they just make me mad because they, many women who already feel reticent to share their accomplishments just totally abandoned it altogether because they're like, oh, now the data is there, but they didn't look and see that it's a small sample size or that, you know, certain factors weren't controlled. Um, so I think that we take those studies too seriously. Um, and, and, and it's not, it's not worth living and dying by them. Hey, has the current economic climate inspired you to make a career switch? Well, you may be ready, but the hiring process is in and still caters to job seekers on a traditional career trajectory. But I've, you covered my book, Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and See Success, offers a clear roadmap to help you get in front of decision makers, understand what's going on inside that mind of the hiring manager, and recreate your brand to show the value you bring to a new industry or function available on hardback kindle and audible it's the perfect gift for someone who's diving into a new job search this is dr don graham you're listening to sirius xm channel 132 and we're excited to be speaking with meredith Feynman, who is the author of the new book brag better master the art of fearless self-promotion and meredith you talked about um uh, a little bit about 
your message. And I know there's a couple of things I want to dig into with that. But the first one is, are there some words or phrases that actually undermine us when we are trying to brag about ourselves? And, you know, what are some of these words and are the words we can use instead to come across as more powerful? Yeah, so um, one thing I do want to say is like, there are no words that are going to make or break. I think people get really concerned about that, but there are things you can or shouldn't say. So right now, um, I would just stay away from humor in general. Uh, it's a really strange time. Uh, also, people can't infer anything. So like you might be joking about something, but nobody can see your body language or like truly, you know, your facial expression. So I would say I would leave humor out of it also because we're all in, a, in an emergency situation and you don't know what's happening with people. That's the first thing. Then I talk a lot about verbal undercutting, um, which is basically insulting yourself before someone else can, particularly when you're sharing your work. So saying something like shameless self-promotion or I hate to brag, but, or, you know, self-promotion alert or like, you know, talking about me alert. I mean, it's uncomfortable to do this Sometimes people think by calling it out, it, I mean, it alleviates your anxiety, but what you're doing is putting that anxiety on the reader or listener or viewer. So what happens is if you say self-promotion alert and post a project you're really proud of, then as the, you know, reader, I don't know what to do. Uh, I can tell you're uncomfortable. And basically talking about your work is an act of vulnerability. It's scary to put yourself out there. I'm obviously arguing this is a net positive. And what you're doing is insulting yourself before someone else can because you're afraid someone's going to. And chances are they actually are not going to. But here's the thing. When I look at that, then I shut down as your reader. And I'm like, well, I can't tell, I, I can't tell if she wants me to look at this. So I'm just going to abandon it. Versus if you said something like, you know, really proud of this project I worked on, like, please check it out. And then I check it out and say, Oh, that's really cool. You know, would you want to talk about that on my friend is like hosting this Instagram live with people in the industry. Like, do you think you'd want to talk about your work? And then someone who sees that, you know, offers you a sweet job or a freelance gig, you know, it's about rolling that snowball of your career forward versus just sort of like putting a hairdryer on it and melting it. What about the the proverbial situation where you're in a meeting and you throw out an idea, Meredith, and then you know no one really pays attention, and then someone else throws out that idea, and wow, that's great. <laughs> um, how do you kind of insert yourself and say, uh, hold on, that that's something I just said five minutes ago? Yeah. Um... I talk a lot about how bragging better is a team sport and it's part of your job to do so with and on behalf of others. The credit taking, I mean, particularly also there's a lot of research that, you know, if a man says something after a woman, like that he is going to be listened to. So getting, I mean, I've been asked in during interviews, like, do you want men to shut up? I'm like, absolutely not. We need your voices to help elevate ours because you are literally scientifically what we listen to. Um, you know, that's a tough situation that has happened throughout time from everyone. And I think it's on a case by case basis. Um, but you can say like, you know, we are clearly on the same page about this. You know, I was just saying X and Y and Z, like why don't we put our heads together and, you know, figure it out together. I, I advocate so much in this book for being a team player with your work because you get so much farther. I'm not saying you should give up credit, but you know, 
consider is that person an ally you can work with and create an even better work product? Or are you making sure that after that meeting, you're talking to the people in charge and say like, you know, uh, I brought up this idea. What do you think about it? I know so-and-so echoed my sentiments or had a similar idea. Like, what is your feedback? Just, you know, I think you can, you can flag all those sorts of things. Yeah, I, I also think, um, I love what you said about, I'm glad we're on the same page. You're kind of pointing it out because I think sometimes it happens and people don't realize it's not always with malicious intent. I also think it depends on the, the context, the politics that are there. How important is that idea for you? I mean, some ideas are really critical to be attached to, others maybe not so. So I think looking at all of these factors before speaking up can be incredibly helpful. And we've been talking a lot, Meredith, about in the office or at the workplace and how to promote yourself. Um, what about in the interview? So I know a lot of clients I work with ask me this question all the time when I read their resume or when I do a mock interview with them. Do I sound like I'm bragging? Um, is it too much? So how, what, do you have a kind of a template or an idea about, about what people should do in terms of, hey, you need this level of, of bragging to even get through the door? Yeah, so this drives me crazy. Um, an interview is like a pitch. I mean, they're expecting to be bragged too. Um, that's kind of the point. You're selling yourself as to why someone should should hire you instead of everyone else they're speaking to. And I and this is particularly hard also. And I feel for people that are in this in a job search right now in a very uneasy time. You're also not in person, and you can't like hit it off with an interviewer. Um, so, you know, in a certain way that you can when you're physically in a room with someone often. So I think that um, it's important to practice as much as you would for any other interview um, and show up and go hard because um, I think that it's, you don't have anything to lose, like is sort of my opinion. Um, but also someone is expecting to hear your best material. Like that's the point of a job interview. Otherwise they would just look at a resume and cover letter and judge based on that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think you need to go in there and, and show your most relevant skills and be prepared to leave on the table evidence that you're the right person for the job. And I always tell people, hey, if, if, you, don't, if you don't brag and the guy behind you does, who's going to get the job? And I think there's ways to do it where it may feel more comfortable. I think for some people, it might feel more comfortable to talk in terms of numbers and results versus saying, you know, I did this or talk in terms of recognition from outside. Side, so I'm known for, or I've been recognized for. So I think there's, there's different ways to approach it, but certainly if you don't go in with the, the ability to share why they should hire you. So what about social media? What are the kind of rules for bragging on social media? Yeah. I mean, social media is an incredible tool. It just depends on, as I said, the pillars of bragging better or to be proud, loud, and strategic. Um, if you care about more internal recognition, spending a lot of time on your social media and by internal within your company, like that's not going to do it. Um, you want to be bragging to the correct people that are in charge of advancing your career or whatever goal you have. Social media is a tremendous tool. I don't think you have to be on every platform. Um, you know, I tell people to pick one and do it well and one that like suits your work and your interests and that you might even find fun. Um, you know, it's something to monitor and be wary that that stuff, you know, 
pops up really high in, in search results. And so people are going to see it. Um, so you need to monitor that and make sure it's not undercutting any of your goals or spreading just like the wrong message about what your expertise is. So if you want to be known for marketing, but all of your, all of everything you share is about sports, people might think you either work in sports or that's your main interest. Um, and, and so much of bragging better in the work that I do is about controlling the conversation and the narrative around your career. Um, and you never want someone else to just have to infer what you do. You want to tell them. So that's a great, social media is a great place to do that. Introducing yourself in your work all the time um, and having appropriate links to things. Um, I think it's a tool. I think it's not the only thing, um, but can assist you in really great ways. And you need to make sure it doesn't hinder you in any way. Yeah, I love that. You have to have, I know you talk about personal brand and you have to know what your brand is and that you're communicating consistent, clear messages out on your social media that align with that brand. I think that is that is a great way to wrap up the show. Um, Meredith, where can people learn more about you and your new book, Brag Better? Yes, please consider buying Brag Better where you get books. You can see all the links to that at brag-better.com. There's a free chapter on how to brag better from home and online in light of coronavirus that you can uh, read or listen to. You can also request the book from your local library, support an independent bookstore. I'm everywhere online, Meredith Feynman at Meredith Feynman. Um, and I hope that you enjoy it. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, Meredith. I think this is definitely a timely topic always, but certainly now when everybody is um, perhaps in a new routine and perhaps working virtually. So thank you for coming on. And of course, a big thank you to Dion and Dana and all of our listeners and followers. If you missed today's show, you can always check out the more than 200 episodes free by subscribing to Dr. Dawn on Careers on iTunes and Google Play. For more great advice, check out my website, Dr. DrDawnOnCareers.com. And for updates on what we have coming up on the show, you can follow me at Twitter at Dr. Dawn Graham. You've been listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on SiriusXM channel 132, and we will see you next time. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.